join us online as we stream. You can catch any of our services on Facebook, YouTube, or at www.rdci.info. We might not be able to gather in the building, but you can still get to church. Stream on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Wednesdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. And ladies, catch Women's Bible Study on Facebook, Fridays at 12 noon. for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Hearing God's Voice by Bishop Herbert Bailey. Let's go to the Word of God, 1 Samuel, the third chapter. 1 Samuel 3, starting again at verse 4, and this is the account of young lad, adolescent child Samuel. He's being raised by by the prophet and by the priest. He's being raised in the temple. He's being trained to be a minister, to be a priest. But he's young, and God starts calling him, but he doesn't know his God. So let's read about this. First Samuel 3, starting verse 4. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli, the prophet, his pastor, his mentor, and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I call not, lie down again. That's number one. And he went and laid down, and the Lord called unto him. Second time, Samuel. And, he, and Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not. Lie down, my son, and, and lie, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Before he called him third time, the Bible giving us some more insight as to why he's not recognizing this is God talking to him. Because Samuel did not yet know the Lord, which tells us when you know the Lord, you know his voice. And right. when you know his voice, you know the Lord. You can't know the Lord apart from knowing his voice. Right, right. Okay. And Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called unto Samuel the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, here am I. For thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. And Therefore, Eli said unto Samuel, go, lie down, and it shall be, and this verse is, is, is our text here for, for, for this, the foundational scripture for this lesson we've been teaching for the last seven weeks now. He tells him, it shall be, if he call thee, thou shalt say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. 
Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel. Now he's able to speak directly to him, give him the details as to why he was trying to get his attention. Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. And then he tells him what he's getting ready to do. He gives him revelation for the nation of Israel. And so uh, just quickly reviewing before we go further is that we've discussed so far that God is always speaking. God is always talking. But the problem is we're not always listening. Or many times that we don't really know the Lord, we don't know his voice, we don't understand what's happening. Right. You remember yesterday I was, in the, I was in the living room and you, and you came out the bedroom mm-hmm. and you said to me, <laughs> did you call me? I said, no. You said, you didn't say anything? I said, no. I heard something. Uh-huh. All right, Samuel. Okay, but and, and I, I know the Lord's voice, though. And I said to you, okay, I, I said, the, the next time you hear the voice, say, thy servant heareth. <laughs> yes, that was hilarious. Okay. And that's what, that's what Samuel did, or Eli did for Samuel here. He, he didn't know the voice of God. And sometimes we're so busy. We got so much going on. We got so much noise. You hear so much news. Mm. Uh, I was talking to Bishop Page this morning. And I said, you know, realize I, we were thanking God for the people in our ministries who've been faithful. Right. Continuing to give and sow mm-hmm. even when they're not, not coming to church. And I said to him, I said, Bishop, I believe that this is a time that people who know have a real appreciation for what we do as men and as women of God, preaching and teaching the word of God. Mm. Because if you think about it, we're the only ones who are given good news. Mm. The gospel is the good news. Right. Every, every place else you turn, there's bad news. Depending for who, if, 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 you are, if you're a Republican, it's bad news that Joe Biden is leading in some areas. If you're a Democrat, it's bad news that Trump is, is still going to take certain states. If, uh, and then with, with, with coronavirus. And then we turn the news on and we still see, and we still see, you know, social injustice yes. or parents, or appearances of social injustice, even when we don't know all the details. And, and uh, it, regardless of whether it was justified or not, as African Americans, when you see another young black man being slain in the streets, uh, uh, whether he did something to uh, initiate it or not, our hearts grieve and we look at all this stuff and it's bad news. Mm. And the only thing that's going to give you good news is tuning in to the word of God. God. And so we appreciate those who appreciate us because this is a time more than ever people need to hear the good news, Mm -hmm. which is what the gospel means. It's the good news of what Jesus came to do, what he has done Mm -hmm. and what he's still doing while he's sitting at the right hand of of the father making intercession for us. So it's so important that we know and hear and discern the voice of God because there's many kind of of voices. So we said, number one, you need to find your teacher, who your pastor is, who your man of God is to teach you and instruct you in the word of God because you'll hear the word behind the word. Secondly, Mm -hmm. we said you need to follow on to know the voice of God. You have to continue following him. It's not going to be a long, you can't have a long distance relationship with God and expect to know his voice. Expect to him because he's not going to be shouting to you. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more. He doesn't shout to get your attention. Many times he speaks in a small, still voice, and you got to have uh, you, you have to have things turned off, and tu- and you need to be tuned in so you can hear that still mm. small voice. Right. And if he does shout, oh, you probably in trouble. You in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the Lord shouting no, at you. No, we don't. We yeah. don't. You remember? You remember? Uh, you know, I often talk about this. You were, I wasn't there. You, you know, you were home with our children. I was working in corporate America at the mm-hmm. time, and you were getting ready to. Drives, you were driving somewhere, and Chandler shouted, share, share oh my that? Oh, gosh, yeah. We were, um, we were all in a car, 
And I was just focused. I was, you know, trying to get to where I needed to get to with all the kids in the car. So I'm driving on a mission, focused on the end and not actually seeing, you know, being cognitive of my surroundings and stuff like that. So uh, I'm getting across over some train tracks and um, wasn't paying any attention that the lights were going on, what have you. And Chandler just yelled and screamed, said, Ma, stop. And when he, when he yelled it, I hit the brakes and a train just went right by. I was like, oh, my goodness. Mm. I mean, that was all of us in that car. So let me tell you, if God is yelling at you, if God's screaming a at you. A train is coming. A train is coming. Okay. Don't, don't, I mean, come on, don't, if God, if you hear God yelling, really trying to get your attention like that, come on, that, that's a, that's a, that's a warning for something. So, but God wants us to know his voice. Jesus Mm. said, my sheep know my, hear my voice. I know them, they know me. Number three, we said that you need to spend time in his presence. And so, you know, you, you're not going to accidentally hear the voice of God. You need to spend time in his presence. You need to spend time to build relationship. Relationships are based upon time. You don't have a relationship with anyone that you don't talk to, mm-hmm. that you're not communicating with. Right. That's an acquaintance. Right. A relationship requires an investment of time. Right, right. Mm, that's so that's, good. That right is there. really good. Because a lot of times we say, oh, I got a relationship. No, you know, you know that person. Right. Come on. Some of us, oh, just... Some of us have, a lot of people, they, they don't even know this, but uh, people have heard me talk about for years here at Right Direction that when we were, first got married, had a niece who came, who came and stayed with us and, and lived with us when Chandler was a baby and she lived with us in Maine. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I heard, got some very sad news last week that my niece, who was about 50 years old now, was found dead in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I have not spoken to her in years, okay? We didn't have a relationship. See, if some of us, we have, you're related, but you don't have a relationship. God doesn't just want to be your father and you say that you're his child. He wants to have a relationship, okay? Not just be related. So you can be related and not have That's so good. relationship, yeah. Yeah. okay? And a lot of people, they're satisfied. I know I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. Behold, now we're the sons of God. I know I'm a child. I know God's my father. Yes, you're related, but do you have a relationship? And you're not going to have a relationship without spending time together, without communicating, without talking and dialoguing with each other. So you have to spend time in his presence. Amen. Uh, so let's, I, I realize we're still on that point. Yeah. Point th- number three building relationship and spending time in the presence of God if you want to hear his voice because you can't accidentally meditate. You can't meditate on the fly. You can't have relationship on the fly. Okay? We looked at Psalm 1611 that says, Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy. In thy right hand there's places forevermore. And so I think we talked about this a little bit. Sometimes during this time of year, as we get into the holidays, and we take authority over it even more this year right. because a lot of people will not be getting together with their extended families yeah. uh, as they would in past years. And it's not even wise in some cases to do that mm-hmm. when you, even though you're related. You may have people you don't know where they've been, who they've been around in all different parts of the country or whatever who might regularly get together. And so because people are not able to celebrate and be with their families the way they would, go places they would regularly go. Sometimes people can deal with the, with the spirit of depression. Mm-hmm. I said this Sunday when I was, or Saturday when I was preaching at 
bishop down in consecration mm -hmm. and i can tell it got real real tense there i said jesus dealt with depression oh, people yeah. said, oh, don't say my no yeah. he i said uh, what i said was he battle with depression right, right. but he won the battle when jesus was in the garden he said i i'm my i my soul is extremely sorrowful mm. even unto death and the bible said he began to feel very heavy yeah that that's the spirit of depression but he prayed through my goodness and he came out with victory and so mm. if you're going in during this holiday season as we get ready to go into it if you are going to not succumb to suppression you're going to have to do what psalm 16 11 says yeah. you're going to have to get in his presence in his presence in his presence is fullness of joy mm. and the, they, there's another scripture that talks about full joy jesus said ask and you shall receive that your joy might be full mm. and so god doesn't want us being partially joyous um, having a quarter joy he wants to have fullness of joy and in order to have fullness of joy we have to spend time in his presence Okay, uh, so we, we need to spend time with God if we're going to have relationships. So, you know, Hebrews 11 and 6, I did a series on this, I believe, last year. Uh, I think it was called Keep Seeking Him. Was that it? You remember, you remember what I preached last year? Um, do you remember what you preached last okay. year? It's more important than you remember. <laughs> I, but, I remember this. But, but I remember seeking um, preaching several weeks from this scripture of Hebrews 11 and 6, where it speaks that, that God is a rewarder of okay. them who diligently Diligent. seek him. Didn't say just seek him. He said diligently seek him. That means put some e effort behind it. Keep on doing it. Being intentional about yeah. it. Yeah. Do you diligently seek the Lord? Yeah. Or you try to seek him on the fly? Yeah. It's, and it's also it's implied being deliberate. You know, really being deliberate. Being deliberate and intentional. And um, putting it in your day and on purpose. You know, setting that alarm clock or... You know, or making sure that if, if, you know, if it's not the alarm clock, that you definitely do not go too far within your day without spending that quality time, that alone time with God, so that you can develop in that relationship with the yeah, Lord. Yeah. And so for the time we have today, I want to look at some examples in the scripture of people who were intentional about seeking God and hearing from God. Okay, and the first one here, the mm -hmm. book of Habakkuk. In the book of Habakkuk, the first chapter, Habakkuk, the prophet, he's complaining about the state of events. Right, right. He's he, he said, God, it looks like you've forsaken us. It looks like we're being oppressed. Um, there's no justice. Right. There's no mercy. We got corruption mm. in politics. Mm. Oh, boy, we need Habakkuk today, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, and Habakkuk is crying out. He said, God, you know, there's injustice in the street. There's, there's upheaval. There's social upheaval. Mm. He said, God, you need to do something about this. He said, why are you allowing this to happen? And then I love the way Habakkuk, the second chapter starts out. Habakkuk 2, he says, now, um, as actually Habakkuk one talks about the complaint, the burden the of burden. Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. Some translations say the complaint of Habakkuk. There were some things that were heavy were on heavy his on mind him. and heavy on his heart. Come on, when there, there are things that are heavy on your mind and heavy on your heart, God doesn't mind you bringing those things right. to him. Right. The Bible tells us what First uh, uh, Peter he said, cast cast our care upon him, because he cares for us. Right. Don't carry stuff he wants to carry. Care, carry, same root word. Mm. Okay? God doesn't want us carrying 
cares and carrying worry and carrying anxiety. He wants us to throw those things over on him. And so Habakkuk in the first chapter, he, com- he complains, he's, he tells God what, you know, what, these things that are happening, and he asks God, I need to hear from you what's going on. And then Habakkuk 2 in verse 1, then it goes on, now we know the Bible wow. originally was not written in chapter and verse, so what we reference now is Habakkuk 2 and 1 says, and I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I'm reproved. Mm. He said, now, I'm open for correction. I like that. Yeah. When I'm reproved, when God corrects me. He said, I could be wrong. I, could, I may not have things from God's perspective, mm. but I'm expecting God to speak to me. And what I love about this, he said, I'm going to stand upon my wife. I'm going to set me upon a tower. In other words, I'm going to go into the presence of God, and I'm going to wait until he answers me. Mm. Okay? So he didn't, he didn't just... Cast his burden on the Lord, cast his complaints on the Lord. He said, now, God, I need to hear from you about what's going on. You know, I, I wonder how many of us, men and women of God, pastors, apostles, prophets, pastors and teachers, bishops, pontiffs, arts pontiffs, uh, all the rest of our titles. Mm-hmm. How much we have spent time with God saying, okay, God, what's really going on today? Yeah. What's going on in our city? What's going on in our society? You know, you remember as we were traveling a few years ago, I, I said this, uh, we were in, we went to France, uh-huh. okay? And one of the things, of course, when we went to France, we, we visited the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Uh-huh. Right after we came back, the Cathedral of Notre Dame caught on fire. Caught on fire. Uh-huh. Um, I believe we, we, went, we went to Rome. Right after we were in Rome, I believe there was a there was an attack in a like a cafe area. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we went to London. But after we came back from London, on the bridge there was some right. insane person who just took his car and started running over people. Yeah. And I started observing. I said, "Honey, it seems like every time we go to a city, right after we leave there, some tragedy is happening." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Maybe we're not just going." to enjoy ourselves and visit a place we've never been to. I said, we have to make sure when we go to these cities, we're praying for for those cities. We're praying for the peace of those cities. We even Mm. discovered the same thing here around the United States. We would go to New York and then something, you know. And so uh, many times, those of us who are called, who are called, and listen to me, those of us who are called, you are not just called to preach. Your life is called. Your, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking more about that. Your whole life is called. And so he says here, God, I'm a prophet. You've called me to minister, to speak your word. I need to know what's going on. Right. So he said, I'm going to set me on a watch. And I will set, uh, I'll stand upon my watch. I'm going to set me on a tower. Now, look what Habakkuk 2 and 2 says. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Several things here. First of all, I just want to see the Lord answer them. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine that if we would be deliberate and intentional to go before God, wait in his presence, just like he did Habakkuk, he will answer us. Mm. A lot of times people say, well, the Lord hasn't told me anything. Have you spent time in his presence? Have you stood upon your watch and have you set yourself in the tower? The tower here, I'm talking about being intentional about getting in his presence, getting in that secret place, whatever that is last 
whatever that is. Last week I said that. Mm -hmm. I said you need to, all of us need to have a place that we go. And I wasn't necessarily talking about a physical a, place. A, uh, no, well, I wasn't just, just talking about a special room. Mm -hmm. a, a, you know, everybody don't have the prophet's quarters mm -hmm. like you do or, or a whole floor man cave or whatever. No, but I believe that there is a, a place. A chair. A chair. Uh, where you go say now when, when, when I go sit here when I go kneel here when I go in this room when I go in that closet that's where I go to hear God mm -hmm. and and I, I, I just think it's something honorable when I say honorable I don't mean to you honoring God mm -hmm. that does like that that said this is my meeting place with God yeah yeah and your meeting place will call for you mm. if you visit it on a regular basis it's like you kind of like set it apart um, it's, it's, a any, it's a sanctified place. It's a sanctified place. And um, there may be things going on. All of a sudden you feel a gravitational pull. A pull. Let me go sit in this chair. Let me go, go in my closet. And, uh, and when those moments happen, go because there is something that God wants to reveal to you. Amen. There's something he wants to begin to unfold to you. And the thing about this whole thing, you know, people say, well, I need some things to happen. I need to hear God. So I'm just going to... Stay in this chair or in this closet all day long. Now, if you have the time to do that, you don't have to go to work, then that's a great thing. But, you know, you may not be able to stay there 24-7, but you go back to that place until you hear Amen. that you don't give up. And sometimes, it's, you know, of course, you say verse 1 and verse 2. He's like, wow, that must have happened just like that. But it's not always just yeah, like that. We don't that. know how much time, how, right. how long he had to stand upon his watch right. and set him upon the tower. Mm -hmm. But stay in that place. But he waited on God and he was intentional. God, I need to hear from you. Mm. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, Lord, hasn't told me anything. Um, well, I don't, I don't know what God wants me to do. How much time have you been intentional and deliberate about? And have you, have you uh, diligently sought him? Because he is a rewarder. He will respond if we diligently seek him. The Lord answered her back. Right. And I think God wants us to really search him out for things. Yeah. That's you know? the point of his teaching yeah. today. And sometimes, you know, we kind of almost kind of buy into the, the thought that I guess I won't know. I guess I won't, mm. I won't ever get to that place. There's some things that I'm like in that watch regarding the Lord. There's some things that's on my heart that I know I want clarity on. Because I believe this is something that I just, you know, and I tell God this in my prayer time all the time. I'm supposed to know this. Mm. You know, I'm supposed to have insight here. And um, when I don't have clarity about some stuff, it bothers <laughs> me, you know, because I don't think that's supposed to be the case. And people may say, oh, you think too much. No, I believe God desires to be in that type of relationship with his, his people that he walks with us. And, and he talks right, us. right. So I'm in this place of watch, and it's the thing about Habakkuk was so frustrated because of the times and the seasons. You know, nothing was happening the way he expected it to happen. I think that's where we are right now. Yeah. You know, nothing's happening the way we expected. Expected God, it to where happen. are you? Right, where are you? And 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 if since you have not come yet, or showed yourself strong, what's going on? You know, what is it that you desire for me to learn or to glean, to, uh, to get insight, you know? And so I think this is a season. I think this teaching is so phenomenal because I think for, you know, for we, we're not in that stay-at-home um, mm. scenario that we were in um, several months back. 
but it was like a well, reset. Some, yeah, well, some of us, some of us, we going where we got to go and then coming home, except for some people. Right, right. Exactly. Except for some people. And <laughs> like you. You, <laughs> you know, and so, I go to church and I go home. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and so but I, I go to church and go to grocery store so we can eat. Okay. Oh, yeah, we do need to do yeah, that. Yeah, we need to, do need to do that. But so, but it's like a, it was, it's, it's like a, a, it's a reset. You know, I, t- I kind of took note of that. You know, that we all for globally slowed everything physically down. And it wasn't just to stay safe. I think it was to get in the safe place with mm, the Lord. That's good. That's you good. Know, and I think, you know, and I, I was, my prayer was that we wouldn't le- lose sight of that. You know, because during that time, it was so much prayer going up. You know, during that time when you we were going on Facebook Live, people were flooding to it because people were, you know, they were afraid. But now we get we gotten uh, accustomed to this chaos and this, mm. and so you can kind of like fall back into your old ways routine. But God wants us to go get before Him and keep get, seeking Him and keep seeking Him and get in this watch and say, God, what's going on? That's good. So Habakkuk two and two says, "The Lord answered me, and this is what God said to him: Write the vision and make it plain, that He may run that read of it." So God started giving him insight, revelation instruction for his people and about what was going to be coming in the future. That's what the vision is. And then most of us know the scripture. It goes on to say, and the vision is for an appointed time, but the end it shall speak. He said, now there's some things I'm telling you. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to manifest tomorrow. This is not going to change tomorrow. And when he, when he, what he really goes on to tell him, he says, you know, this nation is going to be judged. Then I'm going to raise up another nation to judge that nation. And then I'm going to bring my people back out of exile. And so he gives him a, a long-term plan for what he was going to do. But just hearing from God, because then he goes on to say, when I heard the word, mm-hmm. he said, my, you know, I began to tremble and, and my belly began to, to tremble. In other, words, I, in other words, I got excited mm-hmm. knowing, watch this, that God has a plan. Yes. Amen. Despite everything that's going on. Right. And this has not turned around the way I wanted to. And it may not happen tomorrow, so but good. I'm just so glad to know God got God's a got a plan. He got a plan. And I keep saying that, y'all. God has a plan. And what is what is befuddling us is not befuddling him. What's confusing us is not confusing him. What's frustrating Amen. us is not frustrating God. What's aggravating us is not aggravating God. Amen. He is God. Yes, he is. And he's sovereign. Making the right decision about anything requires us to hear God's direction for our lives. In uncertain times, it's a necessity that we hear God clearly. In this timely series, Bishop Herbert Bailey and Dr. Marsha Bailey break down the importance of hearing God's voice and spending time in His presence. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or go to www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for hearing God's voice. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info.
For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.